Come on, anyone glad to be in the house of God tonight? Oh, come on, you got to give him praise like he's here. We give you all the praise, Lord, all the glory. Turn to three people and tell them they've lost some weight. Tell them it looks like they've lost some weight. Even if you need to speak by faith, you've lost some weight. You may be seated. Turn to the neighbor that you rejected because you chose one over the other. Turn to the neighbor that you rejected and tell them they're looking younger. Tell them they're looking younger. Tell them, in fact, why don't right now be bold. Anything can happen in the house of God. Be bold right now. Turn to your crush and tell them. Let's go. Anything can happen in the house of God. Turn to your crush and tell them you look better without a mask. But you need to keep it on because we're indoors. Keep it on because you're indoors. Come on, somebody. Oh, we're going to have a good time tonight. God's going to be lifted up. People are going to get saved. We absolutely believe that church should be enjoyed and not endured. And if this is your first Sunday with us, I want to say it's the right Sunday to be in church. Church is better because you're in it and you're the reason why we do it. And, and uh, we just want to say you are welcome in this place and you're part of family. Whether you like it or not, now you're part of a crazy family. And uh, we always believe it's better together. That when everyone brings something, no one lacks anything. And I know you've come to receive a message tonight, but more than just receiving something, I want to tell you something else, that you've got something to bring. Right now, you've got some faith to bring. You've got some joy to bring. You've got some environment to bring. The last time I was with you, I was just me and the camera and a couple of other randoms. But I want to tell you, it's better because there's... No, they're no, also random. No, also, CJ's a good person. I love him. a great guy. <laughs> but I want to tell you what, people make the place. Wouldn't you agree? People make the place. And it's better when you're in the room. And I'm so glad that you're in the room. Even as Pastor Andre said, he said that you've started your week out in the house of God. Do you know you don't end your week on a Sunday? You started out in the house of God. You put God first. I heard someone say that you make time for what's important to you. I wanna say well done for making God important to you. Well done for prioritizing Him. Well done for starting your week in the house of God. And I wanna say well done to those parents for dedicating yourselves and your children to the King. I think that's amazing. I think it's, it's the best thing you can ever do is lift your kids before the Lord. And, and so uh, the Lord knows I lift my children before the Lord each day. Lord, help me and them. Help me not help, you know, make them see you first today. Anyway. But tonight we're kicking off a series, uh, or today was the first day of a series of a book called One John. And so we're going to do some Bible study tonight. Now the Word of God is not just mere literature, it's not a status you read, it's not an article you go through, it's not a, a research paper that you read or, or have to you know, unpack. The Word of God is alive and the Word of God is active. So when we receive the Word, we're not just, we may hear English, but what we're receiving is something spiritual. In fact, as you receive it with an open heart, it's changing you. As you receive it, it's growing you. As you receive, the kingdom actually gets bigger on the inside because we work from the inside out, not the outside in. And so even as you come to come sit under His Word, you need to know that you're doing something spiritual right now. You're actually giving oxygen to your spiritual man. He's getting stronger as you receive the Word. And, and so the Word is going to be sent out, but you need to make a decision how you're going to receive it. So even before we send God's Word, I want us to make a decision tonight how we're going to receive it and what we're going to do with what we receive. Because how many people know it's not what you know? Come on, it's what you do with what you know that makes the difference. 
The one man heard the gospel, the other man applied the gospel. Both men faced storms, only one house stood, and it was the man who applied the word whose house was built on the rock. How many people wanna build their house on the rock? Come on, I wanna build my house on the rock. I wanna build my family on the rock. Well, it's not just hearing the word. James says, don't just be a hearer and so deceive yourself, but be a doer of God's word. And so you build your house upon the rock. And when the storm comes, I promise you, you're gonna stand strong. Your family's gonna be blessed. You're gonna see God's protection over your house, over your life. It's because you decided to do something with what you heard. So even before we hear God's word, let's make a decision that I'm gonna apply it. Let's just take a posture of like, what I'm gonna receive right now, I'm gonna run with. I'm gonna apply it. I'm gonna see it evident in my life. Before anything is received, I'm making a decision to use what God has to give me tonight. I think God gives more generously to those who use it more wisely. And God knows what we're gonna do with what He gives, hey? And so He gives more generously to those who make a commitment to be a good steward. And I wanna be a good steward of His word. And that starts with making this decision. So I'm gonna pray with you, not just for you. I'm gonna pray with you tonight. I'm gonna pray the Holy Spirit, help me. Come on, Jesus. Because I could not, maybe Andre doesn't want me back after this. <laughs> Please help me not to embarrass my pastor. <laughs> he endorsed me, so. But I want you to pray, come on, Holy Spirit. Churn the, we know the seed is good but turn the soil of my heart. Come on, let's pray together tonight as a family. Jesus, we love you. God, we're here for you. We're all about you. It's never been about a church named View, always been about a Savior named Jesus. And, and God, we say tonight, we submit under your word. We submit to you and resist the devil. He's got to flee. We declare he's got no authority over hearts and minds right now. We take captive every thought that sets itself up against the preaching and receiving of your word. We thank you that in your presence is liberty and fullness of joy, that tonight we'll see healing, tonight we'll see salvation. Tonight, we will grow into the kingdom of God more like your image than ever before. And, and God, we just make a decision right now before we even receive what you have to give. We wanna be good stewards and we're saying, Lord, help us apply it. Help us run with it. Help us put it into our lives. Let us contextualize it, whether we're studying or working or families or singles, whatever season we're in, Lord, I pray that your living, mighty, holy word would go deep into our hearts and bear fruit in our lives for your glory. And if you believe it and all God's people said, Amen. So we're going to be doing some Bible study tonight. In fact, we're going to be unpacking just 10 verses. You're like, wow, that's a nice, I like this church already. Just, just 10 short verses, and we're going to see what God's Word has to say to us this evening. Well, this book of 1 John was written to a church in the region of Ephesus. And so uh, we're a church, and we're in the region of Tableview. And so just like we're gathering now, they gathered then. And so John writes a letter to them, but how many people know that our lives are letters to the people that we live with? People will read your lives just like we read this book. And so John writes a letter, but we live our lives. And so we're gonna be reading his letter and how to live our lives. So John's writing into a confused time. There was a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of confusion in the city. And, and so he wants to bring clarity about God's word, who Jesus is and what they're about. And so we're gonna start in John 1, John 1, verse one. That's where most books in the Bible start, hey? Yeah. Chapter one, there we go. That's, can I get an amen? Listen, the louder you respond, the quicker I preach, the quicker we get out of here. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Okay, that was a bit too loud. That was too loud. Okay. <laughs> now you're a bit too hectic. <laughs> Just tone it down. You don't wanna preach that quick. Amen. Online, we are online, hey? Are we online? Hey, good to see you online. Good to be seen online. If there's, you know what, help yourself to anything in the fridge, it's on us. And uh, we left everything exactly where you wanted it to be. And so uh, please help yourself to be generous to yourself tonight. You know, it's Sunday. But I also just wanna invite you to the building next week, Sunday. Come on, somebody. We're gonna, we're gonna be here and we wanna invite you to join us in person. It's better in the building. You're getting, uh, you guys are getting distracted. Let's go. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. 
that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and touched with our hands, our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it, and we testify to it. And we proclaim it to you, the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Can you see what He's trying to, He's trying to say the life is Jesus. We, he was with the Father in the beginning and then He came to us and appeared to us. We seen Him, we heard Him, we touched Him, we were with Him. What he's trying to make clear from the outset is that this is not a second-hand testimony. This is a first-hand account of what I've seen, heard, what I've experienced. I wanna ask you, do you have a first-hand testimony of your walk with Jesus? Because the church empties out when people are happy with second-hand revelation. Where they're just happy receiving a message, but I wanna tell you, Jesus didn't die for you just to receive a message from a man on a stage. He actually died to have a relationship with you personally, and He wants to hear from you, and He wants to speak to you, and He wants to relate to you every single day with you for yourself, in yourself. I wanna say that He wants to have a personal relationship with you. He's saying second-hand revelation, this is not. First-hand testimony, this is. You know, you can only be a witness for something you experience. We can't be witnesses for Christ if we don't experience Him personally. And so we need to make a decision. I'm gonna follow Jesus for myself, not because of the house I was raised in, not because of the school I went to, but because of the decision I've made that He's my Lord, my Savior, and my King. I'm gonna have a first-hand testimony so I can be a first-hand witness. This is what I've seen, this is what I've heard, and this is what I've experienced. The same God who's changed me is the same God who can change you too. That's what he's saying right now. You see, because John was speaking into a Gnostic uh, uh, climate. Gnosticism was the, the understanding that if you had enough intellectual ascent, you could make your way to heaven. In other words, if you knew more, you would go higher. If you knew less, you would go lower. And so Gnosticism, the more you knew, the closer you got to God. But what he's trying to say from the outset is not what you know, it's who you know that actually gets you saved. And he's saying, I wanna let you know that I know the one who does the saving. It's not about what's up here, it's about who lives in here. And so I wanna encourage you tonight, even as the God's Word is being preached, ask Jesus to reveal Himself through the preaching of His Word. Even in worship, say, Jesus, make Yourself real to me. Maybe you know church. Maybe you've been in church. Maybe you've been part of Pente services. I tell you what, it's not about a program, it's about a person. And Jesus is in the room tonight and He wants to meet with you. And, and so John is saying, listen, you, I, I wanna make this clear in this Gnostic, this, this very, you know, a lofty climate where there's a lot of confusion that this is what we experienced firsthand. And, the, and it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he's a person, he's a real person named Jesus. And, and then John says, I, I just wanna share with you, I just wanna share with you who I've, I've spent some time with, one on one. And he's just bearing witness. I, I wanna encourage you, that's what the Lord wants you to do today. That's what He wants you to do every day. While you're studying, you know, you, you know why, why you study where you study? You know why you work where you work? Because God could think of no one else than you to share His light in that place. The sermon entitled tonight, if you're gonna take any notes, if you're taking notes, the sermon title is Walk in the Light. Walk in the Light. If you're not taking notes, it's still entitled Walk in the Light. It doesn't, it doesn't change. That joke still slays. That's awesome. It still goes over here. My church is tired of those jokes, but you guys aren't. This is great. I'm gonna preach all, come on Jesus, can I get an amen? We're gonna go all day. Walk in the light. Oh, come on somebody. He goes on to say that this is the message we have heard from Him. We've heard from Him. Can I ask you what the Lord is talking to you about? 
Like we used to do this check-in. Andre, you know, Andre's gonna ask you this question, so you better have some quiet times. I'll let you know that right now. <laughs> I've been in this church since I was, what, 15 years old, so it's about five years now. You can keep that back home. Camera A adds in age. I actually like got lank hair. It's just, it's an illusion. And uh, Andre asked, would ask the most crazy question. He's like, um, just like, hey, y'all, cool, bro. Okay, y'all, we're just having, you know, having a good time. So tell me, do you know what's the Lord talking to you about? We didn't have you version back then. I didn't have Facebook back. You know what I mean? I couldn't just be like, well, the Lord's just talking to me from one Corinthians. <laughs> you had to hear from God. John's saying, this is what we heard from God. And I'm like, you know what? You can't share something you don't have. I want to, again, I know I keep coming back to it, but, but John just wants to keep back to it. And he's going to labor this point. As you'll see, you've got to have Jesus for yourself. You've got to hear him for yourself so you can share it with your world. You know that the Bible says that each one of us have been given gifts to display His grace to serve others in various forms. You know, so there's a grace in your life that might testify to someone else's, but the grace in my life might not. But if you don't hear from Jesus, how can you share something that you don't have? So that's why you need to hear from God so you can share that grace so someone else can get saved. Does that make sense? That's why it's so important as the church that we're not only called and saved by the light, we're called to the light. Okay, now I'm preaching ahead of myself, but we're gonna get into the message here. It says, this is what I declare to you. This is what we heard from him that we received from him. God is light. Everyone say, God is light. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. There is no darkness in God. There is no bad in God. God did not make you sick. God is not putting you through a tough time so that you can learn. God's gonna use the tough time so that you can learn because he work all things to your good, but he didn't cause it for you, but he'll work it through you. He's gonna cause it for your good. 1 John chapter five, uh, uh, 1 John 1 verse five says in the ESV, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Can I just say that what John is saying right here is actually stating an immutable and unchanging truth about the character of God. God is light, full stop. He is good, God is love. If you're looking at the book of 1 John, God is light, God is life, and God is love. Those are the three themes of the book. And so he's saying God is light, there's no darkness. You know, I don't think we can fully comprehend uh, what darkness meant to people of that time. Darkness meant there were perils in darkness. There were hidden things in darkness. There wasn't street lamps. There wasn't electricity. They understood that you could get hurt in darkness, that light represented life and safety and goodness. It meant production. I mean, light represented so much more than what we can comprehend today, but darkness represented danger. Things get hidden in the dark. You know, secrets are kept in the dark. Deception is put in the dark. And John saying from the outset, no, 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 there is no darkness in God. You know what he's saying? You're not gonna find a shifting shadow in Jesus. You're not gonna find un, you know, shifting truth in Jesus. You're gonna, what you see is what you get. Who he is, he will tell you. And through his word, you'll receive it. It's not gonna be like, I wonder what, what he, no, 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 this is who I am. He's clear. Gross things grow in the dark. I had this uh, golf <laughs> where in the boots, you know, water used to get in, I don't know if you ever had a golf. And the struggle was real. Water used to get in and I had this sub. Obviously I had a sub, two six by nines and a sub, 15 inch, let's go. Didn't have petrol, but I had sound, let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir, you better believe it. One day after touch rugby, I took my socks off and I threw it in the back of my boots. I landed behind the sub. I never saw it for a couple months, but I smelt them. 
and in that dark, wet place, one day outside our corner house down the way, I smelt this thing. I actually, I was just engaged to Kelly at that time. I, I didn't want to say it was her. She didn't want to say it was me. I was like, Lord, help me, Lord. I opened up the boot behind the sub. My sock was there and a mushroom the size of two hands was growing out. My gosh, you can't make this up. It was disgusting. It was the grossest thing you've ever smelt, seen, behold, or witnessed. I can bear witness to that because I smelt it and seen it with myself. And I took this mushroom out and I just threw it in the plants. I know I shouldn't have. I should repent and say, sorry, no littering. But I promise you, gross things grow in the dark. Gross things grow in the dark. And I wanna tell you, God is light. There's no deception. There aren't any secrets. There's no shifting shadows. John's making a statement of his character. And can I just give you this right now? Maybe you don't understand the details of what you're going through. But when I don't understand the details, I rest in his character. So when I don't understand why this is happening right now and I'm looking for some strength and I'm trying to make sense of it and I can't make sense of it with my little human brain, I don't rest in the details, I rest in his character. And part of his character is that God is good, God is light, God is life and love, and he is never changing. That gives me strength, that gives me perspective, that gives me hope for the future. Why can you have hope for tomorrow? It seems like everything's going wrong today. No, 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 because I'm not in the details, I'm in his character. And he will sort out the details. He's making a statement, a theological statement about the character of God. And I wanna say that, you know, he's trying to be clear here because Gnosticism is weird. It was like this weird, like I said, it was just a bunch of confusion. Like, I know more, you know more, but do you really know more? But I know more than you. Let's measure our brains. I don't know if you had a bigger head. I don't know, maybe you had a bigger hat. Then you were cooler. That's why I shaved my head to show my brain. No, I don't know. But he's saying right now, what he's gonna do is he wants to paint a sharp contrast and he does it throughout the book of what is right and what is wrong so there's no confusion and gray area in between. So what he's gonna do throughout this book, you're gonna see him paint two contrasting or opposing pictures so that you can make a decision. Am I in this team or am I in this team? But there's no middle team. For you tonight, you make that decision. You need to, you're gonna receive God's word and he's gonna challenge you to make a decision. What team am I on? What do I believe? Not because of what someone else has said. What do I believe? Because whatever you believe, you will live. And so he says, he's gonna encourage us to walk in the light. It continues to say from verse six. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not live out the truth. Notice the truth, not a truth. But if we walk in the light, not a light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. That's some good news. Listen here, the bad news is we all say, we're all born sinners and we can't save ourselves. Have a great week, God bless, go well. <laughs> Amen, you can share the service, Amen. We're all born sinners, the bad news, we're all born sinners and no one can save themselves. The good news is you don't need to. That He died to save you. And so he says over here that there can be a disparity between what you declare and how you live. What you say, how you talk and how you walk. He's saying if you say you walk in the light, but you live out of the light, he's saying you're a liar. You're claiming something that you are not. You know, when you are saved, the Bible says he doesn't make you better, he makes you new. When you receive Jesus, he doesn't make you a better person, he makes you a new person. And so what happens is, is that you now become whole in Him. Now, a person who says one thing but lives another would be someone who lacks integrity. 
The word integrity comes from the word integer, which means whole. So when you make a decision for your words and life to line up, you actually become whole. You don't have to act differently when you're with different people. No, I walk and I talk and I live in the lights. I am whole. That's God's plan for your life. You cannot be whole if you speak one way but live another. God's plan is for you to be whole. So make a decision tonight, whether it's this team or that team. Is it the light or is it in the darkness? Can I encourage you to come out the darkness if you're in the dark? Jesus is inviting you into the light. Don't stay in your darkness. But you need to make a decision, where am I gonna find my feet? The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It doesn't say my feet are a lamp unto his word. So my feet don't need his word, his word lead my feet. I'm not asking him to become more like me. I'm asking me to become more like him. And so he says, you gotta walk in the truth and in the light. Can I say in this age of gross relativism that there is only one truth, that there is a greater truth, there is a greater light than all other lights, than all other truths. His name is Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. You can say this is how my truth, that can be your truth, but that's not the truth. Only the truth can set you free and save your soul. And he's saying, listen to me, I wanna invite you into the light and follow the truth, and that's me, Jesus. And I'm not gonna ask you to do it by yourself. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna die so that I can help you the way in. It's not the absence of sin, but the presence of Christ that gets us to heaven. And he's saying, walk in the light, follow the truth. We do this in groups, we do this as a family. You know that Christianity is a team sport? Christianity is a team sport. It's not a solo sport, it's a team sport. We're better together. And so what happens is you link arms to someone else who's walking in the light and they help you stay in the light. And then you link arms to someone else in the darkness, all of a sudden you pull them into your light. You pull them into the light of the gospel. That the same God who can change me is the same God who can change you too. We wanna walk in the light, not just talk about it, we're gonna walk in it. You with me tonight? He's saying you need to walk in the light and he wants to make sure there's no confusion. Not like, well, there's a great, no, no, no. Make a decision tonight, I'm gonna walk in the light. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna live in the light. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 and 11, it says, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother and sister is still in the dark. Anyone who loves a brother and sister lives in the light. And there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother and sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. I tell you what, there's like this negative righteousness about Christians sometimes where they're all about what I'm not for, what I'm against. It's like a negative righteousness. And sometimes we can have a negative righteousness even with people in the church. I'm not with them, I'm not, for, you know, I'm not, tell me who you are for. The Bible says God's for people. He's for salvation. And so one of the promises he says that when you walk in the light, you'll have fellowship. Fellowship is not just friendship. Fellowship is friendship with a purpose. All of a sudden we're going somewhere. All of a sudden we're doing something. We've changed lives, changing lives. We're going somewhere. We're a movement. We believe in God to do something great as we walk together in the light. We're gonna have fellowship. But we can't say that we're walking the light, but we're hating brothers and sisters. No, 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 no. Jesus came for the sick. He came for the hurting. He came for all people that none may perish. And so what he's doing is, we're not just saved by the light, we call to the light. We're not just saved by the gospel, we call to the gospel. And so living in the light, living in fellowship actually means living on purpose for the sake of someone else. 
<laughs> I promise you, Jesus did not live for himself. When he walked as the light in the light, he says, when I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. He wasn't walking to please himself. He was walking to save others. You know when you're walking in the light? When you walk into a room and you wanna shine on someone else's life. That's when you're the true light. A light never shines for its own benefit, does it? It shines for the benefit of others. And he says, I'm the light and you are the light now too. And now we make a decision. We're not just saved by the light. We're called to the light. You know, Paul opens up this, this gospel of Romans and he says, you know, uh, he was a Pharisee before that and the Pharisees were separated from everything. In fact, the word Pharisee means separated. So they're separated from unrighteousness, from unclean people. They're separated from the local congregation. They're separated from the, the, the Gentiles and the Samaritans. And they were proud of what they separated themselves from. But Paul, in the very first vo verse of the book of Romans, he says, well, my name's Paul. I'm a servant of Jesus. I'm called to be an apostle. And I'm not separated from things. I'm called for the gospel. I wanna say when you get saved, you're not just saved by the gospel, you're saved for the gospel. When you say you're saved by the light, but you're also saved for the light, to be the light. When you walk in the light, you walk in fellowship. He continues to say that as you walk in the light, he says you get receive forgiveness of sin. You know, that's the one disease that we can't cure. Now, we, most of us will agree that we're born sinners, but most of us, the majority of people won't agree that we can't solve the problem ourselves. In fact, the world thinks we can through maybe materialism, maybe we can solve the problem through achievement, maybe I can solve the problem through how many people like me, I can solve the problem through how many people uh, you know, follow my pages, I can, how many likes I get, I can solve the problem, but the truth is you can't solve this problem. There is only one who could save, solve this problem, his name is Jesus. And so we come to Jesus to solve the problem of sin. He saves us and then we carry this message of light to the world. I wanna encourage you tonight to make a decision. First and foremost, not to stay in your darkness. The Bible continues to say in John 12, 46, I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes me should stay in the dark. <laughs> I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me may stay in the dark. Can I encourage you? Get out your darkness. Get out your darkness and help someone else get out of theirs. You know, I found my greatest freedom not fighting for my own, but fighting for someone else's. That's when I truly found like I was the most free. When I was just, God, I'm, I'm just a servant. I just wanna, how, I wanna, how my name's Dino. I just wanna serve Jesus and I wanna shine the light of what I've personally experienced. In this house, I've experienced grace. Listen, in this church, I've experienced forgiveness. In this church, I've experienced redemption. In this church, I've experienced purpose. In this church, I've experienced generosity. In this church, I've experienced fellowship. But it's because who this church is built on, his name is Jesus. He's all those things. And as a church, we need to make these decisions. I'm gonna walk in the light and there's not gonna be a disparity between what I say and how I live. Listen, no one's perfect. But I wanna say, as we do it together, that as we follow His Word, the leadership of His Spirit and the fellowship of His people, I wanna say great things happen in the light. Don't stay in the dark. You know who would love for you to stay in the dark tonight? Is the dirty devil. You know, there's different ways you can stay in the dark. Your darkness might be your circumstance around you. Your darkness might be your emotions inside of you. Your darkness might be isolation. You know that the enemy doesn't want you to make a friend tonight? Did you ever think about that? That the enemy of your soul does not want you to stay and make a friend. He would love for you to run away and never be connected to the house of God. He would love for you just to stay in your own isolation because that's your dark place. Well, no, no, we're gonna make a decision to walk in the light. We're gonna make a decision to move in the light. And Jesus is saying that no one who believes in me should stay in the dark. Don't stay in your dark. Can, I wanna have two appeals tonight. The first is, is that if you know the Lord, to make a decision to be the light as He is the light. 
to follow Him, to hear Him, to, to welcome in His voice and then be His hands and feet. Not just to be saved by the light, but to be saved for the light. Not just saved by the gospel, but saved for the gospel. This is if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, and if you know that you aren't right with God right now, but you wanna make a decision to step into the light, that you can't solve sin by yourself, but you understand now that the forgiveness of sin comes through the name of Jesus alone, and you wanna make that decision, then I wanna encourage you in these moments that we will share together to step out of your darkness and step into the light. He's inviting you right now. Say, no longer stay in the darkness. I promise you, there's an enemy that doesn't want you to step into the light. You thought maybe I've made this decision before, or you know, maybe I'm not good enough to make this decision, or you know, maybe people will judge me if I do make this decision. What will my friends say? You know, what, what my lifestyle doesn't add up right now. I tell you what, the enemy would love for you to try and get your ducks in a row equals close to God, but that's not the gospel. The gospel says receive Jesus and He'll help you get all the things in order. The order needs to be right. And so it's not about getting everything sorted equals now I'm walking in the light. No, it's making the decision, I'm gonna receive the light and all of a sudden you'll see some order come into your life. I'm just gonna walk with Jesus. I'm gonna walk in the light. I'm gonna receive His by grace through faith alone. It's not by works. And He's inviting you into this relationship right now. Don't stay in the dark. The light is inviting you in right now. He's come to be the light of your world. That's why David says in Psalms, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is my bedrock. He is my shelter and my fortress. I run to Him in times of peril. I wanna encourage you to run to the light tonight because the light didn't wait for you to get to heaven. He came down to earth and He's here right now. And He's saying, if you'd receive me, come on, I'm gonna change something on the inside. You can have fellowship, you can have purity and forgiveness of sin. It's three great promises for when you make a decision to receive and then walk in the light of Jesus. You know what my prayer was as I was praying for tonight? My prayer is that there would be more Johns that would leave this building. You know, John, he's just a guy who experienced the love of Jesus for himself and then shared it with the world. He's the disciple of love. He's just, he shares about the love, life, and light of Jesus because he said, I've experienced it for myself. Listen, I can't tell you how good it is to serve the Lord. I can't articulate how great it is to serve the King. I'm not saying it's always easy, but I'm always saying it's great. It's good. It's good to serve the Lord. There's an eternity in heaven, but also a destiny here on earth. And, and Christians, I wanna encourage you, even challenge you that when we decide to just be saved by the gospel or to be saved by the light, but not be the light and not be called for the gospel, you can actually have a saved soul, but live a lost life. But when you make a decision as a Christian, that I'm not just gonna shine for myself, I'm gonna shine for the sake of others. I'm gonna use my life and whatever is in my hands right now, my job, my resource, my time, I'm gonna use it to shine His glory. I promise you great things happen when you walk in the light. Life change takes place, it's a beautiful thing. And God's saying, first you need to receive it, and then you can share it. So I wanna pray with you tonight, if that's okay. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Let's acknowledge the King in this place. Jesus, we thank you, you are good. We thank you, you are just. God, more than anything, I thank you that you're here. Right now, you're in this room, that you see our lives, that you know our hearts. Nothing is hidden from your sight and you love us all the same. Jesus, you love us on our best days 
as you do, you love us on our worst. You love us when we stray into the darkness as much as you do as you love us when we walk in the light. But tonight, Lord, I thank you that you're continually inviting us back into the light to receive it and then share it. God, we thank you that we didn't have to get it right. You already did. We now walk in your light as we receive you as our Lord and Savior. And so tonight, if that's you, I wanna give you an opportunity tonight to make a decision for yourself saying, do you know that's me? I need to make this decision to walk in the light, to receive Jesus as my Lord, Savior, and King. I've come, I've come to understand that I can't sort out the sin by myself. I need Jesus to forgive me, to make me not better, but new. And you're saying, Dino, that's me. And in this place, in this moment, in the evening service, over this weekend, the 1st of May, at the tip of Africa, you're saying, Lord, this is me, and I receive you as my Savior and King. If that's you here tonight, you're saying, Dino, I wanna pray that prayer to receive Jesus as my Savior tonight. Just raise your hand right now. You're saying, Dino, that's me. I'm giving my heart to the Lord. Is there anyone here tonight? That's awesome. Anyone else here tonight? You're saying, that's me. Just, that's great. Anyone else in this place? You're saying, Dino, that's me. I'm making a decision in my heart tonight to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I wanna see who I'm praying with. Just slip your hand up saying, you know what? I'm making that decision in my heart tonight and I'm serious about it. Anyone else? Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, we're gonna pray together tonight. My time is long come and gone, but I wanna respect this moment. So if you can't, just all repeat after me. The Bible says, when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. And so we're all gonna pray together as a family tonight. Come on, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for sending your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. Today, I receive you as my Lord, Savior, and King. I ask you to forgive me, and I promise to worship you and serve you all the days of my life. Today I declare, it's a new day. I'm a new creation. And I walk by your grace. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Can we just celebrate everyone who gave their hearts to God? Come on, so good. Oh, come on, 6 p.m., we can do better than that. Some people got saved tonight. That's so good. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was an amazing start to the series. Don't miss next week. Of course, next week is Mother's Day. We have a special Sunday for all our moms. So remember to invite your mom to church next week, Sunday. We just wanna take a moment to, to really um, sort of serve you guys. And, um, and the first way is we're gonna help you. Uh, we wanna serve you through prayer. So I wanna ask everyone in the seat cover in front of you, there's these two cards. Can you grab it quickly? Let's do it as a family. Quickly grab those cards, seat cover in front front of you. There should be a pen. And in the front row should be something under your seat. But grab that. First thing is, if you have any prayer requests, will you fill in your prayer requests? Don't wake up wondering what's going to happen. Wake up knowing that we're praying for you. Our staff's praying for you. Our prayer teams are praying for you. Don't carry your burdens by yourself. Write it down. If it's private, you don't have to put your name on. Just write your prayer needs. It might be you need work, direction. um, you, You might need healing. Write your
your prayer needs down. Then secondly, the other card, if you are new, maybe we missed you and you would like more information, you're a first time guest, please tick that. Um, then we can get the info to you. Maybe you put your hand up, you prayed that prayer, or you, maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you also prayed that salvation prayer, Dino prayed, and you meant it. Please tick there um, if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment. We'd love to tell you more about your next step. Uh, it's a course called Following Jesus. You can do it at church on Tuesday night, or you can do it on your device at home. So tick that. Please remember, write your email or phone number clearly so that we can get that info to you, however you want us to contact you. And then, of course, if you want to find out more about View Group, a growth track, you can tick that and just put your details there. Remember, this Tuesday, growth track and following Jesus happening in the building over here, 630. I'll be, I'd love to meet you. You can just join us at 630. So if growth track's your first step, it's the front door, discover your purpose, join us. Or if you have given your life to Jesus and you wanna learn how to follow Jesus, come on Tuesday night in person, or you can do it in your device. Remember these cards, as you, if you fill this in, you can take as you go out, there'll be somebody with a bucket at the door. You can throw the card in and then new people, as you go out right in front of you, you'll see our next steps area. Remember the best way to get connected is face to face. And that's in our next steps area. The second best way to ask for us to help you is for you to fill out these cards and then we can get hold of you in the week, write your info clearly. Have an awesome week. Remember Mother's Day next week. Buy gifts, celebrate your mom, come to church and have some fun with us. God bless you guys.